This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs> What is going on? And welcome to Take On The World with me. That never gets old. <laughs> never. And Mike D. Me and Mike D. In the place to be. We are here once again with you, my friends. Um, friends. We are going to be talking about... The Angel of Death today, but first, let's talk about the Deluxe Edition Network. I'm Alicia Lockhart. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. We are the co-hosts of the Deep Dark Secrets podcast. We're a true crime podcast that shines a light in some really dark places. In season one covers the dangerous topic of death fetish forums and related murders. Did you know there are people out there that want to see a woman get stabbed, drowned, or hung to fulfill some sort of sexual desire? Well, there are, and we've gone undercover in a number of these seedy, gated online communities. We have watched thousands of wannabe murderers talking shop about techniques for abducting, torturing, raping, and killing women. People are dying at the hands of these death fetish predators, and we have to take a stand. We will shine a bright, unrelenting light on the deep, dark secrets of the death fetish community, and we invite you to join us as we do. So tune in every Monday as we expose the fringes of true crime. Check out the Ducks Edition Network for all the great the ducks. Shows. Yeah, the Ducks, the Ducks Edition. It's even better. You know the Ducks Edition. <laughs> um, <coughs> there's I don't know, like fifteen or eighteen shows on there now, or something. It's a lot. It's a bunch. A lot. And there's there's a bunch of great shows. Um, check it out and uh, murder mysteries abound. Come back and check us out. Okay, that is that. That was horrible. I know. I should leave that out. You you really need to pick your fucking shit up, bro. <laughs> I'm going to sip my beer, then we'll go back to this. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, we are here today to talk about Charles K. 
Cullen, the angel of death. What? You talking to me? Uh, he was an American serial killer with 29 confirmed victims. Ooh, that's a lot. Uh, however, they, they believe it could be several hundred more. Several hundred more? Several hundred. Yeah, they always say that. Uh, yeah, because you could say that. and It's like the weatherman. You could be wrong as you want. He's got 29 <laughs> confirmed with six failed murder attempts. Okay. So he was born... 3,000 successful ones? Several hundred. <laughs> that, dude, that guy is so fucking annoying. <laughs> really? You don't like him? No. No, I just want to punch him in the fucking face. Uh, Charles Cullen was born February 22nd, 1960. Now, this this story is very close to home, for me at least. Uh he was a Peaberg native, Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Uh, but West Orange is not Phillipsburg, but he lived in Phillipsburg for quite some time, which is right across the, the river from Easton, which is part of the Lehigh Valley where I grew up. Um, and he was active in my area when I lived down there. So thank God I never went in the hospital at that time. Uh, so he was born 1960, West Orange, New Jersey. His father died in September the same year he was born. He was only seven months old when his father died. He was the youngest of eight children. <clears throat> Pardon me. Imagine being a single mom of eight kids. Hmm. And one's a psychopath. Uh, Cullen described his childhood as miserable. He claimed to be constantly bullied in school and by his sister's boyfriends. Well, I can see that. Well, you know, as we've gone on with... So you knife somebody in the neck and then it's all over with. As we've gone on with our search for the truth about serial killers over the last couple of years, <laughs> we have found that the bullying in school, the being a loner, you know... Being in the Air Force or Navy... He was in the Navy. Don't always happen. I shit you not, bro. Air Force or Navy? I knew you were going to say that as soon as we got to that point. And I'm like, motherfucker, why? And I'll tell you what. His he had a size 10 wing walker. Proof. No, he had no size 10 wing walker proof. <laughs> uh, but his job in the Navy was not like, like there was, there's lots of psychological training that goes into what he did. Uh, okay. So he beat the system. Many times, dude. I don't think it's hard. To, they weren't really looking for. You no, know, I, I I think it would be that much easier to beat the system when they're not looking for somebody. There were so many red flags with this dude. Like there's, there should be no way he got to where he was. But he did. He did. So, at age nine, he attempted suicide for the first of many attempts by drinking chemicals from a chemistry set. Oh, my God. At age nine. Like, you got to be pretty fucked up in the head to try to kill yourself. It turns out it's just Kool-Aid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in 1977, his mother was killed in a car accident. So now he's an orphan. Uh, he was a senior in high school when that happened. 
What about the dad? The dad died when he was seven months old. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so he recalled this time as being devastating. And he was quite upset that the hospital didn't notify him immediately after he passed, after she passed. Now, I will tell you this. My grandfather died when I was uh, 16. He died two days before anybody told me he died. I'd be pretty pissed. I was very pissed. And I held it against my mother and my grandmother for a very long time. I know why they did it. I know it was it, where they were coming from with it was like not a bad thing. It wasn't malicious. Uh, I was doing finals in school. Podcast therapy puppy. Where are you going? Bye. Hi. Where are you going, Chewy? Coco. Coco Jean. Come on. Come on, baby girl. Come on over. Come on. There she is. You got to poop or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I know where they were coming from. I had finals that week. And they didn't want to fuck up my finals. And I was so, so close to my grandfather. I, I get why they did it. I just never forgave them for doing it. Or it took me a long time to get past it. Know what I mean, Mary? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so not only that, they didn't return the body to him. They cremated her body before he had a chance to give her a proper burial. Um, so he graduated high school. He enlisted <laughs> in the Navy. And he served on a submarine, USS Woodrow Wilson. Hmm. That's kind of impressive because... The silent service is no slack. I know. Like, there's all kind. Of, like, I didn't want to be on a sub. I intentionally failed the sub test because they, they only take like the the brightest of the bright. That's why I failed that test. Because you're dumb. No, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I didn't want to be on a sub. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, no. But what do you mean? I can see my wiener from here. <laughs> Anyways, so he's no, that's no slouch though. I know submarine guys are are like the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. So he successfully passed basic training of the best of the best, best, yes, (laughs) and rigorous psychological exams required to serving on a sub. He was a second class petty officer, an E5 torpedo man mate, TM. This dude was, uh, one of the people in charge of launching Poseidon missiles. Mm. So, like, he would launch a nuke. I would guess a Poseidon's a nuke. I don't think the Poseidons <clears throat> were nuclear. I think they were just uh, surface to surface missiles or subsurface to surface missiles, however, they categorized them. Uh, he said they said he never really fit in, and he was hazed and bullied by his fellow crewmen. Uh, Cullen's chief petty officer in charge on the Woodrow Wilson walked inside the missile control room and found Cullen at the missile controls wearing scrubs, gloves, and a surgical mask, but no uniform. Just like naked? No scrubs. Uh, what nurses wear? It made no sense. He was disciplined for the 
for uh, the incident, but no except, uh, explanation was ever given for his behavior. I'm like, dude, you're fucking crazy. You would think like a, a tight ship like that would be like, what the fuck? Well, they were what the fuck because they transferred him out to a supply ship then. Okay. They transferred him to a supply ship, the USS. Oops, sorry. Cannabis. The USS Cannabis. <laughs> where he could no, smoke. Wait, wait, where's that? <laughs> I don't see where you. Right here. <laughs> yeah, cannabis. The cannabis, where he could smoke pot. <laughs> How the fuck is he not kicked out of the Navy by this time? Well, hold on. He tries to attempt suicide then. He gets put in a Navy psych ward. And that happens several times over the next couple years. And he received a medical discharge in 1994. So a year... So what, they gave him like every fucking opportunity to straighten his shit out? Yeah. It's like, dude, all you have to do is not act crazy. Uh, after the Navy, he enrolled in Mountainside Hospital Nursing School in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, I might be wrong on 94. That might be 84. <clears throat> when did he go to the Navy? Yeah, I think that's not, it's not 94. It's 84. It's got to be. Because when he went to uh, nursing school, he excelled. And was elected president of the nursing class, graduating in 1996, 86. So he got out of nursing school. He went to Livingston, New Jersey, and he started working in a burn unit. About the same time, he married Adrian. Hey, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Adrian Brom uh, in 1987. They had two daughters. His wife uh like noticed he was acting like very fucking weird and abusing the family dogs so like on the, the list of seven not a good sign seven signs of a serial killer he was a loner he had no friends In the military. he got picked on the military is not one of them but it probably fucking should the be the military it, is probably it, it probably fucking, fucking should be navy or air force I don't want to say Navy. Yes, you state. should. Wing walkers. <laughs> yeah. uh, come on. Uh, abusing animals. So he, he's, he's checking off the boxes here. In 1993, she filed a restraining order against him. And that's the year I started the jail. Uh, out of fear for her herself and her two daughters. She claimed he had spiked people's drinks with lighter fluid. Burned his daughter's books. And the fact that he left their daughters with a babysitter for a week. Where the fuck was she for a week? Yeah. Where was the mom? What was she doing? Like, uh, he left he left my kids with a babysitter for, for a week. Where were you? I was whoring. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, while he denied these accusations... Saying she was exaggerating, she continued to ex insist that Cullen was mentally ill, which is very possible. <clears throat> so, 
the Bernie he worked at was um, St. Barnabas. So after dozens, dozens of overdose deaths at St. Barnabas, uh, most of which had died from OV, OD intravenous meds, hospital authorities began an investigation. Uh, hey, 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 wait a minute. Hold it. Not into him, but into the possibility of contaminated IV bags. <laughs> a month after leaving St. Barnabas, he took a job at Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Now he's just across the river from... So let me guess, all cases stopped after that. It doesn't say, but... <clears throat> Like, okay, here, here's like a huge red flag. This is number one. Like, in his job, people are dying from overdoses. And they're saying, well, it must be the IV bags. Like, really? Not a chance that someone's sticking something in the IV bags? Yeah, yeah, that's a hell of a thing to say. Like, what's in the IV bags that's killing the beaver? No, it could be that. It could be, it has to be the IV bags. They're tainted. Yeah. It wouldn't be me. I don't know. Every time I took an IV bag out, there's something wrong with the thing that was open or something. I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> and love ain't an open IV bag. <laughs> so, he went to Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Several mm. elderly women met their end by overdoses of heart medication. Come on! So, this digoxin has be like becomes key in his mo. Uh, one victim said that a sneaky male nurse injected her as she slept. Oh, but, so he tried to kill her and listen to this. She woke the fuck up and was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Shut up, bitch! I'm a sneaky motherfucker." <laughs> Shut up, Ivy. So. The family members and the hospital staff dismissed her comments as unfounded. Like, lady, you don't know what you're talking about. Ain't no male nurse here. They're going to inject you with nothing. See, but I saw him. He looks like a dirty old male. Like, stink stuck a mustache. He smelled like oysters. <laughs> he looked like Cemetery Tay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he moved into the base, a basement apartment of Phillipsburg. After his divorce. So she, she's she's finally done with him. They're divorced. He moves into this this basement apartment. <sighs> it's just not looking good for this guy. Dude, I'm telling you, he goes on. This is 1993. He doesn't get caught till the early 2000s. I'm just going to strap my wing walkers on and start killing people <laughs> at the hospital. So... That's all I know. In 1993, he claimed he wanted to quit nursing, but he couldn't quit nursing because he was, he had a court order for child support that forced him to continue working. Is that for real? That's what he said. How does he, that work? He said this in interviews and in his confessions that, look, I wanted to get out of nursing. The court I could order you to keep working? Or... Well, <sighs> they ordered him to pay child support. <clears throat> If you don't pay child support, you go to jail. Well, yeah, I get that. Well, unless you're a woman, then you they don't do nothing to you. <clears throat> I thought they 
order him to keep working where it was like, how does that work? You can't order me to keep working where I work. But they can order you to continue. Well, if to I just like whip my dick out and start jerking off, and they fire me. Like we order you to keep working at that place, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, about the same time, she st- he started stalking one of his coworkers. This guy's weird. Which doesn't fit his mo at all. But she he broke into her house while her and her son were sleeping. Mm. And I don't know if she caught him in the house or or what, but or just because he was stalking her, she filed a police report against him. He subsequently pled guilty to trespassing and received one year probation. That's it? Yes. One day after his arrest, he attempted suicide again. This guy is the worst at suicide. Well it's like his eighth attempt. Well, here here's the thing. I kept trying to hang myself with a bungee cord, and I kept almost dying. Wait till you see how he tries to commit suicide later on. But if he really wanted to die, he would have killed himself. He didn't really want to die. Shot my head and myself in the head with a rubber bullet. I tried to pluck my eye out with yeah. with a rubber spoon. Um. So after after taking a couple months off of work. And being treated for depression in two psychiatric facilities, he made two more suicide attempts before the end of that year. September 1993, a cancer patient at Warren Hospital reported that Cullen, who was not her assigned nurse, had entered her room and injected her with a needle. She died the next day. Uh oh, spaghettios. Her son said that her death was not natural. Hospital admit, administrator administered lie detector tests to Colin and several other nurses while investigating. He passed the lie detector test. He continued, continued to work there until the next spring. He moved to Hunterton Medical Center in Flemington, New Jersey, also not far from the PA border. He worked there for three years. He claimed later... He did not harm anybody for the first two years. However, all the records for the first two years that he, he worked there were somehow destroyed. So there's no way to confirm or deny that assertion. He later claimed he murdered five patients which, with de- detoxin between January and September of 1996. Jesus Christ. Then he left. He he. he he quit. He found work at Morrison Hospital, but was quickly fired due to poor performance. Mm. He remained unemployed for six months. Uh, he again had to seek treatment for depression, and he was admitted to another psych facility. How did they let someone be a nurse after being in a psych facility <laughs> four times? I pick you, John. Me? Me, me, me. You. Uh, they don't care. Okay, 10-4. Have you seen it before? Yes, I have. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> you don't give a shit, man. It's crazy. So in February 1998, he took a job. He took his job search from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. The PA. Well, if he's living in Phillipsburg, it's a two-minute ride. From us? Huh? Oh. From Phillipsburg to, to Easton, it's two minutes. It's like two minutes. 
Like there's a free mm. bridge that goes across the border. Well, where's Phillipsburg? Right across the border from Pennsylvania, right off the Delaware. What is it, Maryland? New Jersey. Oh. Okay. All right. Like if you drive down 78 and you stay on 22, if you stay on 22, you're going to go across the river into New Jersey. Got you. Uh, so he was hired by Liberty Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, where he staffed a ward of respirator-dependent patients. He was accused of giving patients drugs at unscheduled times. So this guy could just go unchecked. How the fuck would you ever know? Here's the thing. Well, I, I don't get it. Like, uh, let me go on a little bit, and then I'm, I'm going to throw something at you quick. He was fired after being seen entering a patient's room with syringes in his hand. This is like eighth time being fired from a from a hospital ward. Uh, I think third time being fired, but I think other times he was just uh, leaving. We won't say nothing because we don't want to get sued. Uh, hey, what's that decapitated head you're carrying out of there? Uh, we don't want to know. Uh, just resign your position, and we're fine. Uh, nothing. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got me. <laughs> Jokesies. Uh, so the encounter with the syringes left the patient with a broken arm. Later, it was found out that he had caused the death of a patient at Liberty Hospital. The death at that time, when it happened, was blamed on another nurse. So he... He killed someone, bounced out of there, and someone else got blamed for it. Ain't that a bitch. After being fired, Cullen was employed at Easton Hospital from November 1998 to March 1999. Dude, it gets worse. You could throw your hands up all you want, but it gets worse. This guy's just getting hired left and right. Another patient died from detoxin overdose on December 30th, 1998. Coroner blood tests showed lethal amounts of detoxin in the patient. But after an internal investigation was un in in inconclusive, there was no solid evidence that Cullen was the murderer. So in March 1999, Cullen took a job at Lehigh Valley Hospital Cedarcrest, where he worked for only one month. It was later found out he murdered a patient and attempted to murder another. So uh, when I saw this, 99, uh, my mother was, I think, just got her nursing degree or was still working as a, a unit clerk. But she worked at Lehigh Valley Hospital. I, I didn't know when. So I texted her. I'm like, hey, uh, did you work at Lehigh Valley in 99? And if you did. You know, what did the hospital do in response to this, the, the Charles Cullen matter? And she goes, oh, she was working someplace else at the time. And and then she expressed something that you and I have expressed to each other about correction officers and police officers who end up being dirty and pieces of shit. She said, you know, he made everybody in the medical profession look bad. And you and I have said that how many times when some dirtbag fucking piece of shit CO or or a police officer does something dirtbaggish, you know, it makes everybody in the profession look bad. And 
if if you watch any fucking Hollywood movie, every CO's crooked and on the take and trying to rape inmates, and <laughs> it, it's just not the fucking case. But uh, so he moved his murderous roadshow <laughs> to St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem. His murderous roadshow. <laughs> That's what I wrote that. I mean, dude, he's gone from hospital to hospital to hospital, and nobody really knows how many people he's killed. He they only know how many people he's admitted to killing. So he was yeah, there for Christ, could be in the hundreds. He was there for three years. <clears throat> At least five patients died. Were later connected to Cullen, as well as two attempts. So January eleventh, <laughs> here we go. How many like mercy kills you can get in a hospital? He, he, well, I, we'll get to to the his reasoning for doing it. If that was what he was into, it's like take this, take that. I think he liked killing people. Uh, sounds like it. So January eleventh, he was he once again attempted suicide by lighting a charcoal grill in his bathtub. Hoping to succumb to carbonation, carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my god, dude! Where did I just hear this? Dude, just stab yourself in the fucking neck. No, uh, it was it was. Uh, I don't think it was the same guy, but it was uh, Bro Ohio podcast, and the guy tried to kill himself. <laughs> he lit a charcoal grill in his car. Jesus criminy! <laughs> and they were like, "What?" And it didn't work, and they're like. Why the fuck would you let it? Dude, they lit him up. It was a fucking hilarious. It was hilarious as shit. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. So the neighbor smelled smoke and called the police. He was taken to the hospital, then a psych facility. He was home the next day. Mm. Uh, no one suspected him of anything at St. Luke's until a co-worker found medication vials in the trash. They were not recreational drugs and not valuable outside the hospital, which made the theft of the drugs very unusual. During the investigation, it was found that Cullen had taken the medication. Now he's caught. He's caught taking medication. This is the first time he's caught in the hospital doing something, okay? He was offered a resign and be given a neutral recommendation or be fired, ultimatum. He resigned. June 2002, he resigned. He was escorted out of the hospital. Now, later, seven co-workers at St. Luke's later alerted the uh, Lehigh County DA of su suspicions that he had used the drugs to kill patients. But it was after he was caught. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that makes sense. We got him now. It was investigated, but after nine months... Uh, they dropped the case due to no evidence. Cullen went back to New Jersey looking for work. He found he found it at Somerset Medical Center in Somersville, New Jersey. He started dating a local wo woman, but his he had the, the depression that just got worse and worse and worse. Later, it was found that he killed at least 13 patients using detoxin, uh, insulin or epinephrine, 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 epinephrine. There we go, epinephrine. 
Maybe I need to stop drinking. Mm. Spy, I don't want to go to the hospital, man. Uh, he attempted to kill another, uh, Philip Greger, who was discharged but died six months later of natural causes. Uh, Somerset began to take notice of Cullen's activities when he accessed rooms and computerized records of patients that he was not assigned to. Computerized uh, drug dispenser cabinets showed that he was requesting meds that his patients had not been described, prescribed. Uh, these drug requests were made many times and then canceled, and, within a, and they were made within a few minutes of each other. So, like, he was just trying to get whatever he could out of the fucking med cabinet. <clears throat> In July 2000, and, and you know, that was, the, this is where technology, like, sometimes we bitch about technology getting in the way of, you know, normal. This is a, a, a point where technology should have sent a big red flag to everybody. Yeah, hell yeah. And it didn't. In 2003, the director of New Jersey Poison Information and Education System warned Somerset officials that at least four suspicious overdoses indicated the possibility of one of their employees was overdosing patients. Jesus Christ. So now they're warned by the state. Hey, listen. Uh, there's these four overdoses. They don't make any fucking sense. The only thing that makes sense is someone there is trying to OD your patients on purpose. Okay. <laughs> so the hospital... Not your problem, young. We'll so take care of me. The hospital delayed contacting authorities until October. Makes sense. By that time, in October, he had killed five more patients and attempted to kill another. Uh-oh. When a patient died of low blood sugar in October 2003, the hospital contacted the Pen or New Jersey State Police. The hospital was scolded for not reporting things sooner. You bad people. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh, an investigation into his employment history revealed his past suspicions about his involvement in patients' deaths. So Somerset said, oh, you lied in your application. We're going to fire you. Not the fact that you killed fucking like 10 people at our hospital, 13 people at our hospital. Yeah. You lied on your application. You're done. If you would have told me that you killed 13 people in your application, you still would have been hired here. So for, for, the officials, right? for the officials at Somerset Hospital, you get. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Uh, nurse That's Amy a big old womp, <laughs> womp, womp. Uh, <laughs> I hope that comes through. Uh, <clears throat> a nurse, Amy Lofrin, uh, alerted police due to suspicion about Cullen's records of accessing drugs and his link to patient's death. So the, pl the police now know what's going on. They're surveilling him for a couple weeks. They get this Amy Lofrin, Lofgren, Lofrin, to uh, meet up with Cullen after work. Maybe put on a sexy dress and rub up on him a little. Hey, baby, you want to meet me after work? She wears a wire. And whatever was said in the wire was enough for the police to get uh, a probable cause uh, arrest warrant. Mm. So this is 2003, dude. We're going back. This started all the way motherfucking back 
in 87. Wow. Like, that's a long time to be killing motherfuckers and not get caught. Yeah, could you imagine just the how easily it was for him to, like, and nobody would ever catch on to him? Like It doesn't just... seem like he was that fucking smart. You're oh. dead. Although oh, to, he died of a heart attack. Although to be a torpedo man's mate launching Poseidon missiles in the Navy, he had to have some intelligence. <clears throat> I think that he killed a lot more people than we think. I think he tied his wingwalker boots a little too tight. <laughs> We're on his nutsack. Something. So they get an arrest warrant. On December 14, 2003, and Cullen was arrested. He was eating his bacon and eggs at a... a a restaurant and he was lifting his eggs to his mouth <laughs> really that specific yeah he dripped a little bit on his shirt it's like one little dot on come his shirt on, come on he he picked Seriously? up listen hold on you're making this shit up he picked up his toast and he was dabbing his toast come on and he looked up and there were the cops there to arrest him he had a he had a set of dippy eggs they weren't quite done <laughs> to his liking and he was just about to say something to the chef well, the FBI came in, <laughs> handcuffed him. Put the dippy eggs down, sir. Those dippy eggs aren't done right. <laughs> his, his last famous word, my dippy eggs weren't done right. So <laughs> they take him into they take him into custody. All it says is he was arrested at a restaurant <laughs> uh, on one count of murder and one count of attempted murder. That's it? That's all they had on him. They had that last attempted murder on him. Cullen, on that same day, admitted to the murder of Reverend Florin Gall and the attempted murder of Tin Kayushi Hun, uh, both patients at Somerset. In April of 2004, Cullen pleaded guilty in New Jersey to killing 13 patients and attempting to kill two others with lethal uh, injecting lethal doses of medication. Part of his plea deal was to cooperate with authorities if they did not seek the death penalty. One month later, he pled guilty to murder of three more patients. November 2004, Cullen pled guilty to killing six patients and attempting to th kill three others. Um... So Colin, at that time, was serving a life sentence without parole for 30 years, being served consecutively with his Pennsylvania sentences. The Pennsylvania sentences were March 2006. Colin was given six life sentences after, uh, basically, he was going back and forth with his judge, basically telling the judge he had to recuse himself. So it was President Judge William Pratt in Lehigh County. Uh, on the same day, another court, uh, Pennsylvania court, uh, gave him more life sentences, but it was very vague on what it, what they were. So, um, everything else after that was, was consecutive sentences, not concurrent. So, he had to serve a whole life sentence before the next life sentence starts. The dude, no chance of ever getting out of jail. 
as it should be. Actually, they should just put him down, but he avoided that by uh, saying he was guilty. His motive, he said, was to keep patients from coding so that he would not have to bear witness or hear about attempts to saving the victim's life. To end their suffering and prevent medic, uh, hospital personnel from dehumanizing them by talking about the incident. Like, really, motherfucker? Like, you're trying to say, I was doing it for them. <clears throat> like, he was playing God. Absolutely. Well, they, they call them the angel of death. Uh, Cullen told investigators that although he had often thought about murdering victims over several days, as he witnessed their suffering, the decision to commit murder was performed on impulse. So he's saying, it wasn't premeditated. I just went and did it. Like, I just got to a point where I did it. But I thought about it for a couple days. Like, dude, you're a fucking sicko. He told the tech... How would you like to get locked into a cell with him and just bash his fucking brains out? I'm going to be 100% honest. I wouldn't like being locked in a cell, period. (laughs) Well, no, like with this guy, like, you know who he is. And you're like, you got nothing else left to lose. I'm going to kill this guy. You're dead. And you just go ape shit on him and kill him. If I was in jail and I knew I was never getting out, I'd have no problem calling him. I don't fucking care. He's a piece of shit. That's what I'm but saying. But then, then pretty much I'm a piece of shit because I'm in jail for the rest of my life, too. For, for what? Well, I see you're already in there for something you're never getting out for anyways. Yeah, but what, what did I do? Who am I to judge another piece of shit if I'm a piece of shit? <sighs> you fucking bastard. You get all technical and shit. I'm just saying, dude. Like, I'm being honest. I asked that question the other day. I was like, so you're, I think I told you about this. You get into a fight on the, on the, on a street corner and you knock a guy out and he falls back, hits his head on the corner and he dies. You're the only one there. Yeah. You asked me to to seize it. Do you fucking walk away? Never say another word again. I got to check to see if he's alive. I have to. So he's dead. He's dead. You, you know he he's like <laughs> dies on scene. Do you run away? I gotta check to see if he's dead. I, I have to make you sure. You checked and he's dead. Do you turn yourself in? Hmm. No one's there. Nobody in the world is there. I'm thinking. What if the guy's a piece of shit? If if I felt I was righteous. Like, it's not like he just, like, beat the crap out of him for no reason. Maybe he was... If... He deserved it. He was coming at you. Oh, then I have no problem. I'd stay. you give him one solid? If that's the situation, I'd stay. If if he hurt one of my kids, I'd have no problem doing my time. If... Yeah, but the thing is, you don't have to do time. Just... Yeah, but I'd stay. What I'm saying is, if if, if he hurt one of my kids... You book it, and you're, you're... Free and clear. I, I, if, if, <clears throat> if he hurt one of my kids and I was there and I popped him, he fell back and hit his head. You're taking it to a different level. I didn't want it to go to. I just, I'm just saying that's how I would justify. I would stay there. I would you wait. You and somebody else I know. 
That's an individual decision. Or now I gotta spill some soy sauce on top of it. I gotta make some rice and decide whether or not I'm gonna eat. Nah. I'm just saying, dude. The sit- there's not enough information. A fucking five second decision. Not enough information in your query. We get into, we get into an argument. We get into an argument, and I'm like, "You, you fuck. and me, whatever." If I knock you out and you hit your head, hold on, wait. I'm listen, waiting. I'm not going anywhere. It's like you, you, you fucked me over. Pow! Like I came out, I pulled a gun on you, and you. Oh, you pulled a gun on me. You're fucking dead. Well, there we go. And I'm staying. Answers are answers. I'm staying. You're staying. You're I'm not st- running. No. Justified. I'm justified. Stand my motherfucking ground. Okay. You pulled the gun on me. I feared for my life. You're dead. And I'd say, I tried to kill him. You're like, him. sir, that, that, he doesn't have a gun. That's a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what, what, it's like a wobbly <laughs> vibrator dildo. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. really need to shoot him eight times? Like, I swear to God, I thought it was a fucking gun. <laughs> well, the dildo kept moving. <laughs> I don't know where he was going with this. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, where, <laughs> where the fuck were we? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh he told detectives in two thousand three that he lived most of his life in a fog. Well, and, I heard that. <laughs> and he blacked out memory of murdering most of his victims. I don't remember murdering them. But I'm well, a co- how could you remember you you fucking just pricked them with a thing and they they're done? You could have done it to like thousands of people. I'm telling you, I bet it was a lot more than than what he was convicted Fuck of. Yeah. <sighs> Michael, if you had access to like any kind of drugs in a fucking psych ward or a hospital, and you're like some psychopath, and like <laughs> they're not checking this shit. Let me see what this does to you, little salt saline. <laughs> You're sleeping. The guy's like, I don't know what happened to him. He died on my. He died on your watch. I honestly don't know what it's like to be a psychopath. Well, you don't need to. You don't need to know what it's like to be a psychopath, but you can only imagine what these fuckers would do. What they what they would do? I'd never do nothing like that. It's like, oh. I believe in the sanctity of life. Anal beads on your microphone. <laughs> Could I use those to my gratification? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh my god! I think this might fit up Michael's butthole, and then if we fit a full of a saline solution and we squirt it, we might choke to death. <laughs> Let me get through the end. Die horribly. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where the fuck I am. (laughs) He said he did not recall how many of them there were and why he chose them. In some cases, Colin had admittedly, adamantly denied committing murders at a given facility. Bullshit. But uh, but then after reviewing the records, he goes, oh, that motherfucker, I killed him. 
Oh, that guy. <laughs> There's like ten of them. Uh, for his 16 years of murdering, he received 29 sentences uh, for 11 life terms. He is incarcerated at the New Jersey State Prison, a.k.a. Trenton State Prison. And uh, I, the reason I picked oh. this, the reason I picked this guy is because when I was doing uh, the New Jersey State Prison, which is uh, in the lockup series that we're doing, uh, it is the oldest still operational prison in the United States. I don't know how far you get into your lockup shit, but you should check out the New Mexico State Prison when they had the riot there. I don't know if you get into all that shit. I haven't yet, but that doesn't mean I won't. Dude, that was fucking vicious. I know at some point I'd like to do the Camp Hill riot. So, uh, for this one, uh, Richard Cullen. Sick fuck. The Angel of Death. Who, there were so many red flags that they, they sh- he should have been caught long before he was. Um... We took on him. Now you go take on the world. 